We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot! Welcome to Music Town. My service you? Great Scott! It'll never be enough! I only want to hear Yaya Ding Dong! Ah, as if! Dignity. Always dignity. Hello, you're listening to You Watched What? I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. And this week we did the 1952 classic Singing in the Rain. I don't know why I gave you the double fingers because, up well, there. I've, because got, I've got written down 53 because oh. that's what it said when um, I did a Google. Oh. But then, oh no, not on the Google, on the actual App, like the, the version I've got that I own on Apple says 1953. Mm-hmm. And then when I Googled, it said 1952. Yeah. So I was a little bit unsure and I probably hesitated, which is why you gave me the peace sign. Yes, <laughs> yes the, the, the peace sign for 52, 52. It's almost 70 years old, this movie. Yeah. Still. It's as old as our parents. It's as old as our parents. They were born in 52. It's they as were. old as our parents. It's an A-plus classic, though. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. Spoiler for the rest of the podcast. We love it. We love it. I've even much. just picked up my notes. I'm just going to get straight into it, it seems. I'm not even going to ask you how you are. <laughs> we haven't recorded face-to-face in a long time. I know. We're back in the same room. We're in my storeroom, Woo-hoo! guys. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's very nice to see your, like, face in real life. I know. Because also that didn't happen for a long time. Mm-hmm. A long, long time. Mm. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Congratulations, that's awesome. That, well, I I have like an infected toenail randomly. I don't know how – I've never had an ingrown toenail in my life. Well, they're not fun. Um, and then I just got this pain in my toe the other day and I kind of tried to ignore it. But as you can probably see, there's a little bit of – I've got sandals on, guys, because I can't wear a shoe. It's a bit – Yeah. So I just salt bathed it before. Good idea. And I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that that – works <laughs> I hope so yeah good luck thanks I'm on, fine. My, on my toe journey <laughs> yeah I need my toes though dance teacher oh yeah good point. I need I need my toes see I broke one last week and it didn't affect my life at all yeah well that's fun I've broken toes before broken toes aren't as vicious as it's not that big a deal. No. It, was a mi- it was one of the middle ones. It doesn't matter. No, this is my big, I was going to say my thumb toe. <laughs> it's my thumb toe that's that's sore. So it's quite. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, and this morning, so it was actually wasn't hurting too much. But then this morning I got up and then as I was getting back into bed, because I was doing something quite exciting, ask me what I was doing this morning. What were you doing this morning, Amy? <gasps> I had to get up at seven. To feed our baby kitten. Yay. We got a kitten. We caved in the um, get a new pet in lockdown. Yeah. And it took a lot of lockdowns. Well, yeah, look, and we were technically out of lockdown when it happened. True. But we got a kitten from a rescue shelter nearby. Um, he's gorgeous. He's a little ginger and his name is Butterscotch and we love him. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. He's so, so cute. 
He gets along with my nearly – oh, she's just turned nine, our nine-year-old Maltese Shih Tzu, oh. and they're playing together That's already. That's it's so cute. It's really, really cute. Really, really cute. So that's what you've been watching, an adorable kitten. Yeah, I've kitten. been watching a kitten. <laughs> um, well, I made you watch an episode of The Real Housewives of oh, Salt Lake City with me last weekend. That is true, yes. Okay, so I've got to say. It was pretty good. It's probably, like I've only seen, so season one is up on Nine Now, like the mm. Channel Nine streaming oh, yeah. service. Um, and I'd heard really good things about Salt Lake City. And I'm a massive Beverly Hills fan and I'm kind of – I watch other episodes here and there of um, ones and I and – I, yeah, they're all right. Like I've kind of gotten into Potomac. I've gone right off New York. They've okay. gotten – they're just old hags that <laughs> okay. are racist basically. And so, it sound no, it's not – yeah, it's lost its entertainment value. Um, so Salt Lake City though – it is. They are all <laughs> a lot. And I mean, I guess you choose Salt Lake City because it's a city with some interesting and intense relationships with religion. Oh, my God, yes. And it's the, the Mormon culture in it is quite there and they talk about it a lot mm. and they talk about the temple a lot and there's people on there who have been excommunicated because they've had affairs mm. and it's full on and and people who like have gotten a divorce and so then they're having this huge battle and like their lines, they can trace their lines back to people who were the bodyguards of Joseph Smith. Oh, like their family history is, yeah. that is super it's Mormon. super Mormon. But then there's also like uh, a preacher who's – uh, from a Pentecostal ter- church and wow. there's um, a family that's Jewish and there's a family that's Muslim. So it's really diverse in yeah. that way um, but religion is a really big um, theme and topic in it. Yep. But, God, they're crazy and, God, is it entertaining. Awesome. It, yeah, no, it, it was an interesting introduction episode. And yeah, I was like, Kate, you have to watch this. You have to watch it. Well, because every so uh, entertaining. As I was telling you, everything I know about all of the Real Housewives is I basically am only up to date on crimes yeah. <laughs> when they've been involved yeah. or related to crimes. Because and this year's been podcast. so good. It's been a pretty good year for it. But yeah, highly recommend um, if you enjoy true crime and sometimes uh, supernatural. Sinisterhood mm-hmm. is a great podcast and so all yep. of my um, – everything I know about The Real Housewives comes from you or that podcast mm. updating me on the on mm. And crimes. I think that's how it started because we were talking about Jen Shah. So what else have you been watching? Sorry, right. I've, I've kind of hijacked <laughs> no, your, your scene. It was good. Well, we – Your we, scene. <laughs> <laughs> segment. I hijacked your segment. The new live-action remake of Cowboy Bebop is coming in November to Netflix. I don't even know what that is. It is a classic late 90s anime series. It was uh-huh. like one season and then a movie. Okay. It's a great anime. I am currently re-watching all of the anime, which is – I've got the DVDs, but it's also on Netflix. Okay. Appropriate for 10-year-olds? No. No. Okay. Not I was going to say, that sounds like something that might, I might be able to just pop on, but no. Okay. I think your 10-year-old would enjoy it, but I do not think it's appropriate. Yeah, but we want her to sleep. Yeah, no, it's a bit too sex and violence. It's not – it's just adult themes, basically. It's adult themes. It's not super violent or super well, – no, it's a bit super sexy, the anime. Anyway, John Cho is going to be in the live-action 
I'm a bit excited. I hope it turns out to be good. But either way, I'm really enjoying mm. rewatching the anime now. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. What else has been happening? Well, we're allowed out about, you know, we record these often quite away in yeah. advance of, of releasing them. And so this is being recorded at the time when we're allowed into other people's houses again. Yeah. I've been going out. I've been going to So lockdown's kind of people. been finished for two weeks. Yes, about that. Ish, yeah. It's a bit exciting to be out. It feels weird though, kind mm-hmm. of doing stuff. Going outside and just being able to walk around without a mask on felt odd. Mm, I still haven't done that because mm. we we picked up the kitten before the mask off rule happened yep. and I haven't um, gone out for like a proper walk with my dog. That's a bad dog mum. Being a good kitten <laughs> mum but a bad dog mum um, since then. Also the last week we had a curriculum day Melbourne Cup and then all three of my kids got sick and had to have COVID tests. So then we had to wait for their results and then I got sick and had to have a COVID test and then we had to wait for the results. So I haven't really been allowed out 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 to like walk freely without a mask on yet. Oh, no. So the only time I've been out was like yesterday to go to the supermarket and I just had my mask on while I was already walking into the supermarket. So I haven't felt that. The, the wind, the breeze in my <laughs> on my lips again. <laughs> That's a really gross way of phrasing. It. I know I couldn't think of any other way to say it though. But I mean, you're not wrong because yeah, it's not the wind in my hair. It's no, your hair's been still free the whole time. Yeah, it's the breeze on my lips. <laughs> yeah, I've been out out and about enjoying the breeze on my lips. Um, oh, good. It's been, Someone it's been has really to. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kathy Selden as Juliet as Lady Macbeth as King Lear you'll have to wear a beard for that one of course oh you can <laughs> laugh if you want to but at least the stage is a dignified, dignified profession and what profession. have you got to be so conceited about you're nothing but a shadow on film a shadow alright let's do it let's go back in time to Singing in the Rain mm-hmm. directed by Stanley Donnan and Jane Kelly Yeah, I was going to ask you that because in some things I read, it was like Gene Kelly's direction. But then on the credits Mm. on the movie I saw, it was only um, Don's, Don Stanlin, did you say? Um, Stanley Donnan. Stanley. Well, the character that Gene Kelly plays is Don Lockwood. So I see what your brain did there. Too many many Dons. Um, yeah, it was only him, so I was a little bit confused, but didn't didn't not confused enough to look into it deeper. I did look into it deeper. Thank you. Um, so they worked as co-directors for quite a long time, and oh, I okay. in my mind I immediately pictured it as being like the Don and Cosmo relationship in the movie. Ah, yeah. Which I don't know if it was, but basically I immediately felt like it was that kind of a uh-huh. collaborative relationship. But yeah, yeah, Jean and Stanley directed together for quite a long time. Mm. And then they separated. They were working at different studios and Stanley Donnan directed quite a number of movies across the rest of his career um, on his own. And one of the last things he did was directed uh, Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling. Oh, my God. My kids saw that film clip for the very first time yesterday and loved it. Because it's like (laughs) it's inspired by one of his movies and he did a lot of dance and movie Mm. musical directing. 
And so, yeah, like one of his last credits is that film. Ah, well, Heidi spent most of yesterday just walking around singing, dancing on the ceiling. It's a good song. So It's a good song. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. So I think this one too was the last movie that Gene Kelly did for MGM. Um, I think that's right. And I think – and it's kind of been said that – he wanted to get out of the contract so badly that that's why he was so difficult when filming this. And we will uh, get yes. into him being more di- difficult later on. Because he is famous for that. And um, I, I think I had heard it before, but then reading into it just about how difficult he is, and we'll go into a few things as it comes up, Yeah, it kind of made me feel... It changed how I looked at the movie and looked Mm. at him a little bit and I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest. I don't know lots of details, but I know in general that, yeah, he was, particularly with Debbie Reynolds, who's really young in this too. She would have been about 19. 19. Yeah. She wasn't a dancer either before this and she – I think she really holds her own. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to tell. Like she worked hard. Yeah. And I – recall reading somewhere that he was quite hard on her Mm. and that it's really hard in those situations where you don't know how it all went down and you're Mm. like well was him being hard on her did that help her give a better performance Mm. but on the other hand it's like well well I don't know there's not really an excuse to be a dick though no well his excuse or his reason was because he wanted to be difficult so they let him out of his contract yeah but to it's but but and I think halfway when through that out on your teenage but I think off. halfway through it kind of shifted in there was a conversation between him and the guy Don who plays Cosmo everyone's yeah that's Don, right um, Cosmo and Donald O'Connor yeah, yeah too many Dons too many Dons um he when Gene would get frustrated and needed to vent he would do it direct Donald. it to him instead yeah. Of Debbie because there was a – that's like his saving grace in my mind, I yeah. think, is that he he kind of was like pounding on this young girl yep. about stuff. It's your second terrible phrase of the podcast. <laughs> and then – But, yeah, he, he like, recognised that that yeah. was being detrimental to her mental health and everything, so he then kind of shifted to be awful to someone who could cop it a bit more and someone wasn't going to take it. Yeah, to heart or older, more has more experience, and there's there's still a big power imbalance because, you know, Gene is a co-director, he's your boss on this yeah. movie, but there's a huge and power a huge imbalance star. and a huge star. There's a huge power imbalance of your forty year old boss yelling at a nineteen year old who ha- then has to act he's like forty. They, yeah, I looked it up mm, because I was cringe. also a bit like <laughs> rewatching it, and I look, I love this movie, but it is not nothing is above criticism, mm. and. And watching it going, you know, how old is Jean? What is this age difference between these two characters? And I'm like, oh, even if she's yeah. a little bit older and he's a little bit younger, it's still it's it a, is it's a big it's a big difference. A big age but difference. I've got to say, the first couple of times I watched it, I never really noticed the age mm. difference. Like it, it wasn't a thing. In I didn't think that he looked particularly old or she looked particularly young. It wasn't until it was pointed out to me probably a few years later. Yeah that she was 19 and I kind of went, oh, wow, and how old was – and then I kind of clicked it together. Yep. Think of the movies that were coming out when we were young too, though. This whole much older starring man and Mm. younger woman 
I mean, it's still a thing now. Yeah. But I think people are a bit more aware of how problematic it is. Mm. Like, we're from the era where Sean Connery was still, you know, like, what yeah. was the movie he did with Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah, Entrapment. That's, yeah. The, that's the exact movie I was just yeah. thinking of. I mean, it's an extreme example of it, but it is a an extremely valid yeah. example, too, of that age gap being... Well, look, even, even Total Recall that we were watching a, a few weeks ago yeah. where Arnie was so much older than Sharon Stone yeah. in it, too. That's just completely normal. And it's multi-layered because it becomes about women's value being youth and beauty, beauty. And, and particularly that youthful beauty. Mm. And men are allowed to be that little bit older and more experienced and it, it, it becomes an about a power imbalance in the relationship mm. that is uncomfortable. Mm. Yes. And, yeah, in, in general not cool, yeah. the problem. That's not, an extre- that's not a very well thought out or articulate criticism of it. No, but, but that's you know. okay. So we open with seeing the beautiful um, the the three yeah. in their beautiful yellow raincoats, and I wonder, did you think this too? Because not long ago we were talking about um, oh yes. I know what you did last summer, and how we had kind of we were a bit startled that the raincoats weren't yellow, and how we remembered them being yellow. yellow. And I wonder if this movie kind of influenced that. For us, I when I the saw the thought. yellow, I thought, yeah. well, well, that's where we've gotten it yeah. from. We had it. We did also mention yes. our own little <laughs> yellow raincoats, but definitely, this has definitely been part of me misremembering probably every movie with a prominent yeah. raincoat. I know you just assume it's yellow. It's yellow. In your head. I you also did notice. It. I felt that Debbie Reynolds' boots in this opening scene where it's raining, they were they did not look practical. They no. looked like the kind of boots that this folded. It'd be like. But wouldn't that water just be channeling just, water yeah. into her shoe? <laughs> yes, probably. Oh, well. And no one cared about that because no whatever. <laughs> then we jump to – so we're in 1927. Yes. So this is a period movie even yes. it being old. It's set almost 100 years ago yeah. now at that the edge of when silent movies era. were about to end and talkies were about to be introduced. Yeah, and, you know, I think I've said it before that the 19 – 20s are my favourite, is my favourite fashion era to, mm. to look at and lust over. And they had so much fun in this movie with doing updated <laughs> versions of both taking the piss and yes. doing gorgeous versions of 20s, late 20s fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So we're at the Royal Rascal premiere, which is a Lockwood and Lamont silent movie how good is Jean Hankin though like she is a character that you love to hate but she is so good amazing and she's beautiful Mm -hmm. in this too Mm -hmm. she's so yeah she is so much fun I didn't realize and I've watched this movie a bunch of times but I didn't realize that one of the side characters Zelda Zanders Mm -hmm. is Rita Moreno she's the only living yes cast member left yes you know that she I think she had she was dating Marlon Brando for a long time. Wow, okay. And he would cheat on her and so then she cheated on him with Elvis to make him jealous. Fair enough. She Get is it, girl. The most badass woman alive. Mm. Like cheating is not cool, but Elvis. Yeah. Brando. She's got she's an egot. She's still working. Is she? Wow. She's good yeah. on her. And acting egots are rare because some of the awards, like you have you have to be musically talented. To get an egg yeah. basically. So Zelda is our first kind of superstar to show up to the premiere. And Played she's just Rita, got like some great. old dude on her arm. And they're, they're like in 
Yeah. They're newlyweds or something, newlyweds. I think. Or no, I think it's the next one who's my personal favourite. <gasps> the Count. Olga. <laughs> and the Baron. Yes. <laughs> and she's an exotic star. Does that mean European? Oh, well, no, I think it means because she was wearing some kind and it's probably one of my favourite. Look, I, it's could amazing. Co- I could cosplay as pretty much every costume in this oh I would be goodness. happy to put on. But it's an amazing um, black kind of fully beaded number and it's kind of spiderwebby. Mm. And she reminds me of like an Alvira kind yes. of character and that's where I think she's like an exotic character where she probably is in the movies about Drac- the silent films about Dracula yeah. and stuff like that. She's that's that's how I've always kind of – yeah, she's a Before 1920s goth yeah. who's in all the like the horror silent movies I would yeah. say. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, I love it. No, I, I've always loved that costume. Yes. I was obsessed with it from being a child. Yeah. I think because I also amazing, wanted to be a goth. Amazing. And then Cosmo arrives and he is the piano player and I guess the scene setter for um, silent movies to give them a bit of music on Inspiration set. Inspiration on set, <laughs> yeah. to, to pull their big facial expressions and things. So he arrives. I um, love him. And, and it's, a, it's a great like sort of – Dinner jacket kind yes. of Yeah, look. he's he's probably oh. one of my favorite. I loved him yeah. when I was little. So good. I was a Yeah, I liked I liked the, his side character humor and thing. I think I I think I preferred him as a character when I was younger over like Don. I think I still do. He actually seems like a decent person. He's very funny and witty. He's quite comfortable with being like the the side, you know, the yeah, the sidekick. Side but he, oh, he's no, he's a delight. And mm. the make him laugh scene, we'll talk about it. Mm. We'll, we'll Phenomenal. Probably just me talking about how much I love. But it's it's an all time classic movie moment. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Oh, he, he, but he's a delight. Have you ever seen? There's another movie he was in, and he does a tap dancing scene on roller skates. Oh no! So good. I found it while wow. I was looking for um, when I was on YouTube looking for quotes to insert into this episode. Oh, I'll, wow. I'll link to it. But he's oh. so he's so talented and he's also charming and sweet and I love that the movie then gives us the backstory of how he and Don have been friends since yeah. childhood. So I, the next kind of thing is that Don and Lena show up so the crowd goes completely wild and I picked something up that I hadn't picked up before. So the announcer lady who's standing there going, oh, because I guess that was a thing back in the day when premieres were happening. There'd be an announcer to tell you who was walking the carpet. I got the vibe also that they might be recording it or broadcasting it oh, live to radio. Course. So it's very that much makes like sense. it's the radio version of red carpet coverage now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So she says, Don and Lena, a household name like bacon and eggs. <laughs> And I'd yes. never, I'd never heard, like I'd never picked up on that before, but I thought that's pretty funny. Like that's a that's hilarious. That's a funny little insert there, like a household name like Bacon and Eggs. I'm going to make it. Oh, I love it. He's white, is it white or cream, but his suit. His suit, yeah. Oh, yeah. such a good look. Yeah, they're all like, that's why I think all I the like the 1920s. So like their fashion, they, everyone just always looked immaculate. Mm, hats. I'm a big, mm-hmm. big hats fan of and hats. gloves. Even if you didn't have money and you still wore your hat and your gloves when you 
went out. There's a classiness to it that we we don't have. No, I'm wearing my tracksuit up the street currently after lockdown. I was always one to make sure you got dressed to go out, and now I don't. I wore my pajama pants, which I'm still in now. I wore my pajama pants up to the. Same. I used to have very strict rules about tracksuit pants <laughs> and I only had one pair of tracksuit pants before the pandemic. I know. Now I have a full rainbow so collection. And I will wear them anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> Don't care. No, no longer care. So, no, I benefit from us living in a much more casual world. Yeah, but it's also, much more comfortable. I have an old-fashioned face and I look good in a hat. Mm, I can't. My head's too small. Hats. Yeah, you've got a tiny little pinhead. Yeah, I've hats got a big, are not great for me. I even buy kids' hats and still then have to sometimes, like, flesh them out with with um oh, like, like a hat stall or something yeah i you have normal sized hands though and i have trouble with gloves because Why? i have big i have big man hands not, have, no our hands are the same oh no they are no they are big. yeah okay See, i thank take you. that back. thank you i've got giant <laughs> hands i thought my fingers were long but no you do have long fingers in comparison to your hand size i have long fingers in comparison to my hand size but my hand size is, is basically like a bread mm, plate yeah, my my feet are bigger than yours though yes interesting it's fast. I should sure be much taller with the size of my feet. I'm only what like, happened? I don't know. I don't know. A book fell on my head when I was little. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stop stunted my growth somehow. Okay. So Dora, the announcer, she wants the goss. She wants to know where they came from and how they came from. Yes. How also, they came from. How they came from. How, how they, they came from. How they got to where they are. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, there's a great bit in this scene that I noted down where um, some guy is, like, coming at them, I think, I don't know, on the red carpet, and Don just, like, arms him out of oh, the really? way. Oh, really? It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, let's just talk about teeth for a second in our teeth journey. So that we mentioned Zelda before, and there is that guy, and you're nodding because you know exactly who I'm speaking about, and he goes, Zelda, oh, Zelda, and there's a huge close-up of his big chompers. He, his eyes are popping. His teeth are very, very present. Yeah. I think I'd forgotten him and I noticed him a lot in this movie and I was really hoping you'd bring him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, he's there with his teeth. There's another teeth moment later on oh, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love here that Don is an incredibly unreliable narrator of his history. Mm. And, well, you know, yeah, he keeps it classy. But I, it's really smart how they've done this part where he's saying, you know, oh, we always had dignity and mum and dad, like... Raised me in the finest schools. I know, and, and then you see footage of him the exact opposite. for money in a bar and things <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful way of um, lampshading that he uh-huh. has his version of the story that no one's no one's checked up on. And we see that um, he and Cosmo were performing in... in I guess vaudeville yeah, at the time, like musicals around the place. So my first cosplay a- ama- choice. Amateur nights. Well, because well, he's saying, he's saying like um, one of the things he says is, this, yes, we played all the fi- the great music halls of <laughs> America and then you see him and they're tap dancing at amateur night yeah. in like Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, they worked hard. Those green check suits. Yes, the for fit, in, fit as a fiddle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great song. Great suits, great that act. scene is so yeah. Oh, it's so good. It brings you into what, what the movie's going to really be, just mm-hmm. a lot of really fun song and dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Donald O'Connor is a, at least 10 years younger than Gene Kelly, though, so I love this right. whole, like, they grew up together and it's like, Yeah, so Gene okay. Kelly was really just trying hard to be younger. Yes, very much so. Like, yeah. every actor who's ever played an on-screen Hamlet 
I'm not buying it. But how old's Hamlet it. meant to be? Hamlet's meant to be quite young. Like he's supposed to still be like university student age. Oh, so really okay. Like well, I've only ever seen 20s. him played by men in their late thirties, early forties. Bingo. Interesting. Men. Well, peg the patriarchy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody men. They always manage to cast a young, gorgeous Ophelia in Hamlet's. Mm, of course, because it's what we were talking about. Yeah. The women are valued for their youth and their beauty. And so we're going to... And men are valued for experience. Yeah. Mm. 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 That's what we think about that. So that would be your cosplay. Well, that's my first a, one. Oh, yeah, there's lots. There's a few outfits that I would See, uh, my love. See, my first one is Olga. Olga is... No, it's incredible. Zelda's outfit also incredible. Yeah. Very twenties. Yes, but those green checks. Yeah, love them. So, and all through this, um, we still Lena says nothing, and occasionally she'll try to start saying something. She'll open her mouth and lean in, and Don she gets cut off. We get the stunt ears, mm-hmm. which reminded me of. Um, Brendan Fraser's early career, really the whole where he's talked about how. When he was just starting out as an actor and he could, um, like, as an extra or in a non-speaking role and he discovered he could get paid a bit extra to be the one they punched or whatever. Uh-huh. Which is probably why he's so physical in The Mummies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, guys, side note. We tried to watch The Mummy 3 last night. The Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah. So, and we, we persisted and we were sitting there and we were both saying, oh, this isn't very good. Like It oh. lacked the charm and... Spark. And there were there were certain jokes that you were like, well, that didn't land because they haven't got Rachel Weisz um, yeah. doing but, delivering the lines. And yeah, they recast the chemistry. Her and the chemistry was wasn't, off. Yeah, wasn't right. And I think they even changed. I felt like her whole character had changed. Yeah, like it was twenty years in the future, kind of thing from mm. where we last left off with the mummy, and. and her, the whole happy. character had changed. They weren't happy. And then about oh, about a third. What, of the way through the movie, I threw my crochet book accidentally on top of the <laughs> remote and it turned off and then we tried to replay it again. It started from the start and we went, oh, that's an omen. <laughs> that means that we should not be watching this movie anymore. So we didn't actually end up watching no, it. No, we didn't watch it. We went, okay, I guess that's a sign that we were supposed to be watching we Jumanji. Better, yeah, we better watch Jumanji, guys. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, we get uh, Don Lockwood's stunt ears where he becomes invaluable on set as a stuntman mm-hmm. and will let you know them blow him up and throw him around and whatever. Yeah. And he first meets um, Lena. Lena, who doesn't the want anything leading to do lady. with him. Yes. And, and this is the sweaters and slacks, the yeah. start of the sweaters and oh, slacks his costuming. Slacks are like, you could not get wider slacks if you tried. No. Like, I could, I could wear one pant as a, a skirt. High and tight <laughs> at the waist, beautifully tailored, but then just wide yes, leg, huge. beautiful. And the sweaters, and look, it's a good look. So once again, like he's he's kind of hitting on Lena, and she's ignoring him. Mm. And it's interesting that it's kind of made out like, don't hit on her, man, is what yeah. I'm thinking too. Yeah. But in at the time, it's made out like, oh, look at this woman. She's not even gonna go out with him because he's the stunt man. She's too good for him. Yes. And look, at that point, she was though. Yeah, I know. Do you think J-Lo is going to go out with a star? Well, J-Lo is probably a bad example. She's gone out with all of her dancers. Yeah, that is a bad example. <laughs> Do you think Nicole Kidman's going to go out with a stuntman? No. Exactly. 
So, but Lena's still not speaking. It's done, it's actually done really well. Like she doesn't speak. And then while this kind of interaction's happening, um, is it JR? Is that his name? No, it's not JR. That's that's the guy from Dallas that got killed. (laughs) It's the the studio head guy whose name I keep forgetting. Something R. I wrote it down further on down the RF. RF. I had to go to my last page of notes because yeah, I kept being I've like, down too. I should write this guy's name down. I should write this character name down because I keep forgetting it and he is kind of important. Uh, yeah. So RF comes up and like pretty much just says, hey, you're doing such a great job and you've got something, kid. So we're going to boost you up to being the leading man. And then all of a sudden Lena is... Very Into interested. <laughs> she's just Into like, oh, and I think, what does he say to her? Like, hey, Lena, are you busy tonight? And she's like, mm-mm. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's a shame I am, or something like that. <laughs> and kind of, that's mean. It is mean. It's very mean. There's, it a, is lot, funny, see, there's a lot of things mean. where you, you kind of, when you're being having a critical eye on this, it's very sexist. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was the 50s. I, yeah, what, what can we really expect? No, we shouldn't excuse it. No. The wigs in the Royal Rascal, though. Yeah, so now oh. we cut to – we actually are a seeing a little bit of the, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, so it looks like it's a French or Spanish film. I couldn't tell if it was French or Spanish. I can't set. tell what era it's supposed to be either. The, no. That's, like, not an area of expertise. So I don't know if they're not But I wonder if that was kind of like a thing for Silent – I don't – I haven't seen any – I don't think I've seen any Silent films, really, to kind of know if that was – Something that in silent films, it was yeah. always a little bit ambiguous about what was. No, I don't know. Where and when things were happening. No, I've, I've maybe seen like one or two. Mm. It's, it's not uh, an era I know very much about at all. So it, it the movie finishes and Don and Lena go out there to take their bows and Don does all the talking and Lena keeps trying to talk and we still haven't heard her, her voice and then she gets – they get off stage and um, we finally hear her speak and it is the most high-pitched, str- shrill. shrill voice ever, isn't it? It's so good. Yeah, because at first you do think it's like they're just, what am I, dumb or something? She says, I love it. She's, and that's why she's so good in this. She's so willing to play the fool and uh-huh. be kind of awful and have this terrible, ridiculous voice and the accent. She's just a delight. Yeah, she's so good yeah. in that. So she's annoyed at them, justifiably so, because they won't let her speak and unfortunately that would, would ruin her uh, reputation. Yeah. Um, she also fully believes that her and Don are engaged because she's read it in the fan magazine. I love that about her. They are not. And Don's like, <laughs> we're not though. And she's like, sure. And then there's, then they get attacked by a mob. Well, the car breaks down on the way to the premiere party. They're going to the after party, yeah. So Cosmo and Don are in a car mm-hmm. and the car breaks down. And Cosmo, and then they get mobbed because it's Don Lockwood, the star. Mm-hmm. Cosmo just abandons him to the mob. Like, that's harsh. He's go, go look after yourself in these situations. No, I mean, having <laughs> What's seen. What's he going to do? <laughs> having seen Don, it's like, eh, he probably did deserve it, though. Mm. Yeah. And he makes a, a thrilling escape, I think, over the streetcar mm. and jumps into a car mm-hmm. being driven by. A lovely leading lady. Beautiful, radiant Debbie Reynolds playing Kathy Selden. Mm-hmm. 
And she's not thrilled that a random man has just fallen into a car. No, is, as you know. Yeah. She freaks out. She recognises him, but she thinks it's because he must be some kind of criminal. Yep. Well, um, look, again, fair. He fell out of the yeah. sky into her and he's car. And his tuxedo's all ripped and, mm, yeah. and things too. But then she kind of works out who he is and um, offers to drive him something. Like her, yeah. her tune changes yeah. pretty quick. Although she does also. As it would. Imagine if Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio just fell in my car and I freaked out and then I'd be like, hey, no, which, where do you want to go? Which, which Leo? <laughs> like current Leo or like 20 oh. years ago Leo? Even now, I think I would still, because of who he is, I think I still would. Through the sunroof of your um, Mazda. <laughs> yeah, Leo which falls, is open because your children are in the sunroof. car. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel, okay, so past Leo falling through my sunroof, I yeah. would have been, hey, how about it? Today's Leo falling through the sunroof would be completely platonic and just... Hey, do you want to go and talk about the planet somewhere, Leo? <laughs> I feel like I would feel the impulse to be like, Leo, why haven't you settled down with one of these nice, beautiful models you date? Yeah, he, he just <sighs> can't. That's a, it's a, that's a gross side of Leo that I, I choose not to think too hard about. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> it's, it's off-putting. So Kathy just starts dragging Don for not being a proper actor, though. Mm-hmm. And just being, you know, in those oh, silent, silent movies. movies. And she's talking about theatre and she's going to be a proper actress and play all of the, you know, yeah, all of the, the great roles. Yeah. And we get that really, they have sparky banter. Mm-hmm. It's really, they're oh, it's know, fast, at each it's other. It's really fast-paced dialogue, isn't it, yeah. here? Really fast-paced. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, so he and I, but this is the weirdest part and I've always found this weird. I think because of the choice of word used where he said he goes i will not molest you <laughs> and it's just yeah. it's just like oh no it's mm. yeah i mean he's being over the top too yeah and kind of <laughs> like yeah. he's being full on and dramatic but it's just it just shows you i don't think that would be no written like say that, that now, now. <laughs> no no there's a few things you wouldn't do here now mm. but as he get exits her um vehicle his coat gets caught and she wets herself Yeah, laughing. it's pretty funny because he's going out thinking he's on the high road and then that happens and mm-hmm. anyway. So he arrives at the party. No, mm-hmm. he goes home, gets changed mm-hmm. and goes to the party. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she arrives at her job. Yeah. She's a dancer for um, the co- – what's it called? Coconut – the Coconut Grove, is that I think what it's Coconut called? Grove, yeah. And I think that's a real – club that oh. I've heard about in um, murder kind of podcasts oh. from around the 30s. I remember there was a murder of like a star in the 30s. And Related she was to that bar. Yeah, and she was at the Coconut Grove that night. This is, this is, I could be making this up. <laughs> but she was um, involved in the mob and like with mobsters and stuff yeah. and she was an actress. I'm going to just – do a quick Google. Do it. But I'm pretty sure that she – there was some – because I remember hearing the club name that she was at and then I kind of went, oh, my God, that's the one in Singing in the Rain. Don, the world is so full of a number of things. I'm sure we should all be as happy as. But are we? No. Definitely no. Positively no. Decidedly no. Uh-uh. Thelma Todd. Yep, Thelma Todd. And she died of carbon monoxide poisoning, Ooh. but it was suspicious. And it was like at 
they found her at an intersection or something. That's weird. She met Lucky Look. Luciano? Yeah, Lucky Luciano at the Coconut Grove. Wow. And that was her mob connection. So the Coconut Grove's a real. Real. It was a real venue. It's a real in, venue. In old Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. So she's a dancer at the, for the Coconut Grove. Yeah. Because girls got to make a living. Of course. Yeah, we saw, well, it actually meets up really nicely with what we saw of Don's history that he was – he's a big star now. Yeah. But he comes from pretty well, humble beginnings. Yeah. Very rarely do people kind of come from – Well, there's the two sides of Hollywood. There's the people who just come from normal lives and then the established yeah, Hollywood yes. – You know, you come from a Hollywood family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They play the very first demo of <gasps> – um, like talking a talking movie, pictures, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is where the t- the you, you know I'm going to bring it up, don't you? The teeth, the guy. Oh, the, d- I the guy's am teeth. A talking picture or something. He yes. says he enunciates. He enunciates everything, and you see every single tooth in oh his my mouth. Goodness, yes, and they do. are big, and they are very distinctive teeth. Full on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it is full on. And I love how everyone reacts the way we did at the start of the pandemic. The, this is going to go away yeah. and no one's ever going to do it and it will, it will just fizzle out. Yeah, this isn't going to. And then someone's like, but that's what they said about the heartless. The, ha- the heartless. The <laughs> that's what they said about the heart. Oh, I can't say it. <laughs> that's what they said about the horseless cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like cars, guys. Cars. cars. That's what they're talking yeah. about. Cars. And then. The floor show portion mm-hmm. of the party begins where yeah. a big cake is wheeled out and Kathy Selden pops out of it and Don oh. is delighted, mm-hmm. delighted because he wanted a chance to flirt with her more. Yeah. But also he really loves the inn, which is, aha, you're not actually fancy. Yeah. You're a normal person working normal jobs like the rest of us. Yeah. Basically, I think he can see... You're a dancer for the coconut grove that she been, has the like, same values as him as this party. Yeah, I want to, you know, do dignified, important acting, but mm. also I am a scrapper who I is have to doing make money. Yeah, you know, dance jobs to make mm-hmm. a living. So I think he, Jane plays smitten very well because he is fully smitten oh, by the yeah. end of this scene. This is why I find it so surprising that he was so mean to her because yeah. it's played. Their chemistry is so good. The chemistry is great. It's kind of like you can't imagine that like at the end of a take he's like, you didn't dance well enough mm. or yeah. get that step right or, yeah. yeah. Acting. Mm-hmm. They're both good at acting. Yeah. So definitely I would wear this costume. It's so cute. And the little definitely. like. I love um, their dance. The 20s I love bonnet. the whole cat's meow they do. I love mm. the Charleston. They This part is just, oh, that, Those everything. are beautiful costumes. That's and you know costumes. I have a painting of myself popping out of a cake. I do know that, yes. So you know the goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't it be? It's 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 the whole – the whole scene is a lot of fun. And then Lena comes over, catches Dawn, aggressively flirting with this poor dancer, mm-hmm. which again, if we don't know that they end up together and, and fall in love quite quickly, the whole scene, you know, problematic. Mm. But Lena comes mm. over and is very annoyed at her fiancé, you know, flirting with another mm. woman, mm-hmm. which is not what is happening. And so then she throws a pie yeah. At dawn. Yeah, Kathy his, throws his the pie. reflexes are too fast. And he bobs down and, and Lena, Lena cops it. it. That was it's very funny. That was, was very, very good. 
Kathy is mortified as you would be. Oh, yeah. And like she's just hit like Angelina Jolie in the face with a pie kind yeah. of She's standard. the person in the scene with no power or yeah. standing and she's – yeah. And you're just the dancer. Mm. Like, yeah, you get out of there. Yeah. Quick smart and that's exactly what she she does. Yeah, I do feel for Kathy in this scene. It's like, oh, Kathy, you don't know. You haven't read the script. You don't know how that's going to end okay. Spoiler alert, it ends okay for Kathy. So we're, we now go forward a couple of weeks, like it's been a few weeks, and Don's in a deep depression because he hasn't heard or seen of Kathy since. again since and he's he's feeling the sads. He's and trying to track her down, which is slightly creepy. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. As he's feeling the sads, he's walking through all the stages uh like all this, the stage, the what do you? I guess it's like a huge kind of warehouse, and different. Well, there's like little sets in different they're sections. They're called sound stages now because specifically they were refurbished to be able to for the, the recording of sound. Okay. So well, I, I guess, guess they were you just could stages. Just, yeah, then. you could just film because yeah. it was all silent, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so they've got scene after scene like yeah. lined up next to each other, filming next to each other. So there's because, a yeah, bit of like no a, a cheerleader scene happening and then there's a very problematic scene. Well, that's what I wrote in my <laughs> notes that I had forgotten that the next movie we see this studio making was super racist. Yeah. But Don's in a nice sweater slack combo mm. and um, Cosmo's trying to cheer him up. Oh, yeah, it's been three weeks and you're still thinking of that Kathy girl. But – he knows that Kathy got fired from her job at the Coconut Grove and he uh, feels really bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, what are you going to do in a time where you're feeling sad? You just have to pull up your socks and make them laugh, Kate. You just need a bestie who is going to throw their body around. Donald O'Connor. Oh, my goodness. This scene is so good. It's so good. Do you know – the, the drama behind this scene. No, tell me the drama behind this scene. So it was all kind of based on tricks that Donald O'Connor could do when he was younger. Mm. And he hadn't done them in years and um, Gene Kelly was like, come on, you you got to pull them out for this. Run up a wall you and gotta, do a you got to, yeah. Because he was in his late 20s at this point, which at this point in your yeah, life. Yeah, when you're a dancer, yeah, th- that's where things start to fall apart. Yeah. Um, even if you're not a dancer, Amy, <laughs> start to fall. That's so true. But, um, yeah. So he was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So he did it and he did it flat out and he ended up in hospital for three days. Oh my goodness. Because it was, um, you know, you're dancing on concrete yeah. there too. And like, that's a huge no, no now. It's so much pressure that your body's yeah, having to absorb. Yeah, his body's taking, taking that whole shock, like. Yeah. The whole shock is going through his body. And so he ended up in hospital for three days. He gets out of hospital, comes back to set, and they all applaud him because what a great job he did. And then they inform him that the footage was accidentally, I think, burnt. Celluloid is very flammable. Um, And can you please do it again? Oh. That man. Mm. It's and a, he did yeah. he because he knew what – I guess he was like, yeah, well, it, it's important to the movie even though it's – yeah. The physical toll. <gasps> yep. But it is. It but is, it's iconic It's now. iconic. It is. I think this is my favourite scene in the – and there is competition but I think this is my favourite scene in yeah. the movie. This scene, when my eldest daughter was like 
two or three was when we first started kind of watching Singing in the Rain regularly. Yeah. And she would get up, fully copy the um, fully copy what he was doing. Yeah. Except, you know, the flips and stuff. I but mean, she would fall and throw her legs in the air and, yeah, yeah, she loved it. Yeah. And it's such a good love letter to the kind of physical comedy that was a big part of silent films. Like, yes. you know, your Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin style throwing mm. the physical risks. Yeah, like a, the front of a house just yeah. falling down around you. I mean, that's, that's an amazing scene. So we get to the point where the first real-life talking picture, the first talkie has come out and it's a big hit and all the studios are shutting down production and retooling so that they can make all yeah. of their future movies with sound. So the Drooling Cavalier, we, we do get a scene where they're filming in um, – they're, they're just – they're filming yeah. and we get their – You're a snake and they're, they're, they're just – Hey, Joe, bring me a tarantula, just bitching at each other yeah. while they're pretending to love each other. Yes. Um, before the the dueling cavalier gets shut down to to be turned, well, because the studio, well, I don't even know at that point. They don't know if they are going to turn it into a talkie or not, do they? Cosmo's line: "You just started talking to it." Announced that it will be made into a talking oh, picture, yes. and then there's a weird. Oh, this is where we get the weird montage. <laughs> That's exactly the words <laughs> I've used in my notes. The weird montage, exclamation point. Because it is. It's a weird montage of – and then talking pictures happened and it's just like a whole bunch yeah. of – they just show us a whole Beautiful bunch of Beautiful girl. That, that, that song, that's is, going. So Kathy is in the dance ensemble for Beautiful Girls yeah. that's being filmed for this guy just singing a random song. We also – did we get the whole like fashion line? Oh, the, it happens now, the fashion line. Okay. Which is so weird because he's in the middle of a song and then he goes, so. <laughs> and it feels – it's oh, it's an ad for a whole bunch of women's fashion. It is. But I guess that's what was talking movies maybe were kind of like when they first started kind well, of – Maybe. Like we're going to sing a song and then show you when you're in court you have to wear black and when you're getting married you wear white. Like is it a movie? (laughs) Is it an ad? I guess like back then movies were a lot shorter and so often you would just go to the movies and watch whatever or there would be like multiple features. So I don't know how it works. I have no idea. But so while that's happening, um, Kathy gets instantly hired for a movie with Zelda. Oh. She's going to play Zelda's kid sister. That's right. Um, and Don is there and they instantly fall mm. in love. And Don instantly takes her to a um, stage and like another kind yep. of big warehouse Yeah, they just go stage. into flirt mode. She admits that she does know who he is and she might have seen all these movies and she yeah. might read all of the fan mags after all. That's right. And she climbs onto a ladder and he serenades her. Yeah. He's like, no, I need to tell you how I feel, but we've got to, you know, take over a stage and set up the lighting and put on a wind machine and then I will sing to you. Look, it would work. It did work and it would work. <laughs> he oh, – that's what I noted, that he loves – he, he – she negs him really hard mm-hmm. and he loves it. Mm. So now because we're turning the Dueling Cavalier into a talkie, mm-hmm. the actors have to go and have like um, – Elocution lessons. Uh, yes. Where Lena can't say can't. She's can't. can't. Oh, it's – Can't. Can't. It's delightful. Mm. And an interesting fact is, so the woman who plays her coach mm-hmm. is someone who usually played in movies, someone that would say can't and a bit kind of lower class, oh. kind of act like she was 
played um, roles that were a bit more like that. Yeah. And um, Lena, Jean's ca- um, character, like, like she the actress, usually, the yeah. actress, she would usually play and kind of came from a background where she spoke beautifully. beautifully. Yeah. And so there you go. So there was, they kind of switched roles there. It's one of those things that would be really funny in the context of if you were contemporary, watching it contemporary. Yeah, you would think it was hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a joke that bit, we're missing now. Yeah, it's a bit missed on us until I like, saw Explain it, it yeah. in a fun fact kind of Google search. Yeah. I found it and thought, oh, that, that's quite funny. But it would be, it would be good if you were, yeah, back then. Then we cut to Don doing his coaching and he, it's all about tongue twisters. Mm-hmm. And Cosmo joins in and they start making fun of this guy and they seem like two fun guys to hang around with but you do get the sense that on the oh, studio lot everyone else be. must be sick of them. Oh, it would, yeah. Look, I reckon day one on a, on a set you're like, oh, this is fun. Day two you're like, oh. I wish these guys <laughs> would knock it off. Day three you're like, oh, fucking hell. I'm going to punch <laughs> these guys. I love this scene. Yeah, the Moses, Moses supposes his toeses are roses, but Moses supposes erogenously. Erroneously. Ero- Why did I say erogenously? Oh, I don't know. You're really into it. <laughs> let's say that it's again. All those pictures let's do of- that again. No, I'm and leaving that no, in. No, no, no. Let's do it again <laughs> and say it together because that would sound good. Moses. Mo- sorry. Moses supposes his toeses are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. Moses supposes. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. Actually, I'm I not saying. <laughs> I don't care. But I it's see, fun. I sing for children. No, true. All the time, they are very annoying. <laughs> but it is a really fun scene. And the tap dance. Suddenly, on the, they have on tap the shoes on. So great. <laughs> well, I noticed that Don's shoes didn't really match his outfit. Ah, uh, okay. At the start of the scene, right. and then you realize. Then when I realize, oh, uh, it's because tap the tap shoes. shoes. It's like, well, I'm I'm fine with this choice. The costuming in this movie, besides doing lots of great twenties work and sort of, I guess, stuff that would still look good in the fifties from the twenties, they had a very clear idea of how to make Jean Kelly not one of nature's tall men mm. look both as broad and tall as possible. Like the mm. it's good costuming to make him look yeah. great, and he does. Yeah. Is that what it's like listening to Australian accents? Probably. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Can't help it. Can't help it. Can't. No. No. But you do get that sense from both um, Jean and Don in the scene too that they, it feels like they do really enjoy dancing. Yeah. And that's one they of the great it. pleasures of this movie is you do get that sense in the dance scenes that that they have that they are having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it looks fun. It does look fun. And that's, I think that's but the main pleasure. But they're also professionals, so yeah. well, they're you never know. <laughs> and we've we've seen that they definitely can act, but but that's the pleasure of this movie for me. It's just, it's fun to watch. It's so much, it's just, it is fun. So now we jump into the filming of the Dueling Cavalier and all the mic issues that they have. Yep. So there's, Lena has to speak into a bush, which means that she can't ever turn her head. Yep. And she's a silent actress, which is like over the top movement. There's been and a now few times, all of a sudden yeah. you have to like keep your head still and speak into a bush to be heard. So then they they wire her up and they put um, like they sew it, it in, into her costume. Yeah, and then you can hear her heart beating. 
It's pretty funny. And then they sew it into another part of her costume. But then it's, it still is the same kind of issue of it's her moving rustling. her head. Yeah. And you can hear her pearls that she's playing with clink. And it's a little bit of a disaster. And the first kind of cut that gets shown, like the preview, is mm. a disaster. They're a laughing stock. Yeah. The like Zelda it. guy from the first scene. Is he in that he's scene? He's in that scene. And he's one of the guys who's yelling about how terrible it is. Oh, I hadn't noticed I noticed that. him because I had been okay. paying so much attention to his mouth the first time <laughs> he popped up that when he popped up again, I'm like, it's that Zelda. Dude. Oh, Zelda. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. He was um, a valuable bit player. Oh, there you go. Good on him for getting some, like, actual talking extra work. Yep. And so... Kathy is there because uh, uh, basically now Kathy and Donna together, Kathy, Cosmo and Donna are all at this screening and it's it's mm. gone really, really badly and Kathy's yeah. trying to cheer him up. The dialogue's really bad. I love you. So I bad. love it because he doesn't want to say – he doesn't, doesn't want to remember lines so he just goes, can't I just say I love you, I love you, I love you? Like I always do and they're like, <laughs> sure, whatever, Don, because we just need to record this. And it's really bad. They and hadn't, then, then the sound gets out of sync and there's the whole yes, 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 no, 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 no scene. It's, it's very funny, trust us. Go and watch it if you didn't already. My second cosplay choice is Kathy's dress in this scene, yeah, which we see properly very, when they get back nice. to Don's place. Yes. Is that Don's place? Okay. Yeah, this good. drop-waisted mm-hmm. dress with this lightning bolt across the middle. Love yes. that dress. It's particularly beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, they go back to Dawn's place. They're hanging out in his kitchen. Um, Kathy has the idea to make it a musical. Cosmo yeah, they've got six weeks to do it. Cosmo basically invents automatic dialogue replacement where, mm-hmm. you, you know, can go back and record that dialogue later to get rid of the sounds that <laughs> yes. happened on set. And they're thrilled. So they're, they're going because the problem is Lena's voice and she cannot sing. Yep. So they're like, okay. We're going to – Lena's going to be the, the star and, Kathy, you're going to record all of her dialogue and, and, her songs. and her songs. Where in reality the dialogue was actually – for this scene, the dialogue was actually recorded by the actress that plays <gasps> Lena really? because she had a really nice, beautiful, deep voice. Ah. And there's another actress – or singer that records the songs. So Debbie Reynolds didn't – so those scenes are of Debbie Reynolds pretending to record where really she was getting dubbed over by another singer and by um, – Jean Hagen herself. Yeah. I love it. I know. Crazy, I it. huh? It's like the inception. It of is. Of <laughs> singing in the rain. <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. But that's, I mean, this is quite common too. And it's quite common if you go back to those like 80s and 90s Disney yeah. animated musicals where you would frequently have a different singer. Yeah, and it wasn't actor. that like Debbie Reynolds couldn't sing. They just wanted mm. a really deep, for that particular song, Yeah, they wanted it to be a really, really deep, sultry voice. Yeah. And for the, they wanted it to be really kind of deep and smooth for the other part. Yep. The, the dialogue part. So it's Don's house, is it? Because I, I actually kind of was like, whose house is this it's that is Don's decorated house. with like a, a – I'm sure there's a gong. Yeah, there's a gong. And there's like armour, like a knight's yeah. armour. And I was like, uh, Two where are they? Are they in a hotel lobby? Like what is going on? Two things occurred to me in this scene and one was, is Don a bit simple? And the <laughs> second was, is Don tacky? Yeah, both. Yeah. It's look. It's a house as decorated by people who 
are on a movie lot. And Has he just been given these things probably, from his movies? Okay, maybe. that's maybe their thought process of yeah. He did a he did like a movie of the Orient, as they yeah. probably would have called oh, it God, back then. Probably. And, then and he's, he's got the gong. A gong. <laughs> it's a delightful scene though when they are singing "Good Morning" good and morning dancing song. around and singing. Yeah, give us giving us the impression that they're having a really great time. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's very it's it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Kathy and Don have a little bit of a kissy kiss. He drops her back but at it, her place. Oh, is that what happened? Because I was going to get married yet. It's his house. Mm. Why is he walking the streets? Because he drives her home. He's got his driver. They drive her back I've to her never place. never noticed that part. No, because then he's like in the rain and he's all like happy because he's in love and his career is going to be saved by his love and also his bestie. And he's thrilled and so he waves the driver along like he's driven her home right. and then he's like, no, 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 you can go. I'm going to walk home. Okay, maybe that's rain, where my confusion singing. has always been that yeah. I didn't know whose house it was yeah. because I just felt he left the house. Yeah, but okay. to drive her home because they don't live together yet, right. I think. You know, it's only been a few months. Yeah, and it's goofy and sweet, this scene where, he, you know, we finally singing get the title in the rain. Yeah. yeah, which this song – has been had been used in like six other movies yeah. before this movie, and a lot of them the songs were just songs that already existed and were just plonked into the. It's the first movie box musical. Yeah, but it works, and I think one of the reasons we, it let's, works. Let, we've got they, they wrote a musical. How me and my business partner write <laughs> a ballet. Yeah. We want this to happen. We want this song and this song and this song and these kind of characters. What kind of plot can we do around it? Basically, they wrote the plot around what kind of dance scenes they were doing. But it works because they did then write it knowing that it was for a movie musical. Yeah. And I think that makes it work a lot better than a lot of musicals that are adapted from the stage because Mm. adapting it across to another medium is like can be really difficult. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. But this, it's about movies, for movies. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They make it work. But I just, I do love this scene because it is, it's it's really goofy and, and lighthearted and he's um he's just being silly. He's in love and he's being a bit of a mm. fool. So the movie's almost done and TRK, RF, JFK Jr. comes and says like, oh, we're almost done. Like, and I love how like... Cosmo is the most valuable person at this studio because he he got promoted to do all of the music for now that they have sound. He's in charge of the I know. He's in charge of recording all of the dialogue. I know. It's just I hope they've on. got him on contract because Cosmo is the linchpin of this place. But I love how they just felt they had the power to go. We're turning the dueling cavalier into the dancing cavalier and, like, the this actor – just decided he had the power to do that. Is he the Tom Cruise of his age? Maybe. He's got the teeth. Maybe he is. So he comes and asks, like, are we almost done? And then um, and then Don's like, oh, we've just got one more piece to do. Like, it's a modern piece and it's about a young hoofer who wants to make it on Broadway. Right, they what has that got to do with anything about Dueling Cavaliers? Because they make the Dueling Cavalier part. Like a subplot, there's a framing narrative of 
it's this young guy who comes to be a success. Right. And then he bumps his head and dreams it. And so the, the dream. Oh, the, how do you know that? Is that explained? Yes, he says it in this scene. Oh, okay. So, right. It, so what? <laughs> I've never noticed that because but I've yeah, just been too narrative. baffled yeah. about why we're seeing it and I've never listened to what's going on. To be fair, <laughs> none of the dream ballets in Jen Kelly movies actually make sense. So it's fair that you're like, why is this happening? It doesn't. His his plot for it doesn't really make sense, but yeah, framing yeah. narrative of okay, okay. Well, this makes more sense to me. This is I, how we'll explain so this, that this movie is like this now. This scene took a month to rehearse and mm. two weeks to film and cost six hundred thousand dollars back in the fifties. Mind you, the whole movie. Was two point five mil. That was going to be my question. How much of the total budget? And was it? they were six hundred and fifty thousand dollars over budget. So basically, this section that I've always thought was not needed at all no. in the movie. The dream ballets are never needed. They just put they, them over budget. Like it literally was is what put them over budget. But these parts are the parts that are like this is why Gene is doing the movie, and this is the part that he's fully choreographing and directing. This is a Gene Kelly thing. Like, you know in An American Paris, the Dream Ballet is like a third of the movie. I've never seen it. Okay, well. I don't think I've ever seen any other Gene Kelly movies, to be honest. Yeah, I think this is it. Look, I think you would like An American in Paris because it's more, it's, it's, look, it's it's very Gene. Mm -hmm. But literally the Dream Ballet is like a third of the movie. It's got no plot. Okay. It's very pretty though. So, yeah, so there's this girl in it. Uh, she's an actual classically trained dancer. Sid Charisse, whose character doesn't get a name. She's just No, dancer. well, because she wasn't meant to, to be in it. It was meant to be um, Donald O'Connor. So it wasn't anything like how it was going to be. It was going to be him and um, Sorry, I just Don and – I just pictured Donald O'Connor in that green dress. <laughs> and Cosmo like doing something. But he had conflicting schedules so then they reworked it and got her in. Right, okay. Um, and she's heaps taller than Jean. Yeah. Which is why he is kneeling down most of their part of dirt. Not and one of nature's tall men and she yeah. is very tall and very beautiful in that green costume. Yeah. And is she incredible. She had to she'd never danced in heels before because what? she's classically trained. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but so, she's incredible. Yeah, so she is beautiful. All another fun fact was her costume <laughs> The green one. Yeah. Yeah. With the big the, it's the, 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 oh, the big the, yeah. thing. Not the green one, the big, her her beautiful. Oh, um, the one with the big train. Balletic one, yeah, yeah, with the big train kind of thing that yeah. happens. They had to redo the costume because after the first shooting of the movie, they realised you could see her pubic hair through. <gasps> oh, no. And then I was well, like. You couldn't do that she, in the 50s. Was she not wearing underwear? Like, well, probably not. Doesn't this sound is like the, it. This is the struggles of, thank God we have body stockings in dance these days, guys. Yes. We train our kids from once you turn kind of six, you have to be wearing a body stocking for filming days. Yeah, fair. And for concert days. Yeah. Because you don't co- want some costumes see-through. are see-through. Yeah. So the can you imagine going and doing that full – Full on thing, and then being like, we have to film it again because scene, we can quite see your bush. Yeah, oh. embarrassing that poor woman. Yeah, 
Come and on. who? Like, but also costuming, like. Mm. They didn't do lighting tests? <sighs> Obviously not. It's why you do lighting tests to test. Well, Actually, they probably know that now. Like they've, li- they've lived and learnt, oh I think. Oh, that poor woman. She's amazing. This scene is, it's it's all very beautiful. So, yeah, our young hoofer in his <laughs> yellow vest. <laughs> and his big, and his I big feel like his name would be Nigel or um, <laughs> Eugene. He does look like it. Well, hello, Eugene. Oh yeah! Oh, that's his name. That isn't is it? his name. So he's leaning into the huge part, not the gene part in yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's, he goes to the city. He meets this beautiful woman. They dance. He's you know pretty horny for it. But she's got mobster mm. boyfriends who flip coins in time to the music, which is a nice. Little yeah, touch. and you know what? I saw the first time he flipped the coin, he nearly dropped it, and I thought, oh, Gene let that. In. In, you know, perfectionist Gene, maybe that was his best one. Maybe he was awful at flipping the coin. And this yeah, is at maybe. the point where I was like, I bet he got really yelled at for I doing mean, that afterwards. Like he's like, they hired a classical dancer and made her dance in heels. They hired a woman who wasn't a dancer and made her dance. Like, I know. he kept hiring people who but this wasn't the skill set. Apparently... So. One day after rehearsing, Debbie Reynolds was like crying in a dance studio and Fred Astaire went in and spoke to her and said, yeah, it'll be worth it though, like keep going. And that's when I discovered that Gene Kelly taught Fred Astaire how to dance for a movie. Fred Astaire wasn't apparently, my mind was blown, apparently wasn't wasn't a dancer until Gene Kelly made him train. For a movie. Okay, so I feel like these things that I've read are so full on that I feel like I'm just spouting out like perpetuating bullshit. But like <laughs> like I'm just repeating like how shit is, that's how made is that up. True? But how yeah. My mind was blown. So Gene basically bullied his generation's best dancers into being dancers. Yeah. Good for him. Just like, like no, he was kind I of want tall. you I want you and you're gonna train your it. ass off to become a dancer. Bless. So we have the dream ballet and it kind of mm-hmm. ends with Jane being like something like that. And, and it's like we've been watching this for RF's 10 minutes. Like, I can't see it. I can't picture it at all, but sure. Okay, whatevs. <laughs> Basically, Don and Cosmo are running the studio at this point. Yeah, I know. And then Lena finds out from Zelda what's happening behind the scenes because mm. they're going to release the singing cavalier and they're going to reveal that Lena's not doing any of the voice work and mm. she cracks it. But she also shows us that she's. This is the first time we get to see that behind the delusion yeah. and the voice, the amazing she voice, is manipulative. She's a bit smart because mm-hmm. she knows in her contract she has control of her personal publicity. Mm. This is going to be bad for her career, and she can kill it. So she does. RF. This is this is where I've actually written down his initial. He's yeah. useless. He is a useless person. Yeah, he's got no backbone no, or spine. He, he's or like I don't know how he climbed his way to the top to running the studio. I assume he inherited it because yeah, like, maybe yeah. That's the kind of skill level. Or he we're just had here. lots of money and just yeah. started it. Yeah, he just does what he's told. <laughs> yeah, we're at the premiere. Yeah, and I think yeah, Lena's, Lena's trying to blackmail blackmail everyone. Lena has successfully at this point blackmailed everyone. Yeah. And then we go to the premiere. It's a huge success. Yeah. Is that what but, you just said? Yeah. Yeah. But no one's told Kathy what's like they messed up here because they did not need to upset her. They should have included her in the plan. Mm. Because I think at the premiere is when Don and Cosmo find out 
Oh, actually, Arif yeah. is useless. Well, they're backstage, and Kathy's no, Kathy's in the audience. Yeah, Kathy's in the audience. So yeah, and they, I think they're going up to do their bows or something. Oh, and um, Don Don's speaking, and Lena's like, "No, that's enough. I'm gonna speak." Had For she, myself, yeah. So no, I I'm sure there's a point where they could have told Kathy what they're gonna do because well, they come I up feel quickly like with it the came plan. Up, it came up pretty quickly, but I feel like she was still in the audience when they. Yeah, but they could have told her when they got her backstage. Yes, yeah. There's we're a gonna chance. we're gonna lift. We're gonna we've got a plan. Don't worry. Yeah. We're gonna sort this out. Yeah. But they don't, mostly so the for the drama of the moment. Yeah. The crowd is very confused by Lena's actual voice. Yes, which and they yeah. instantly are like, Come on, sing for us. <laughs> you can sing for us. And that's when they were like, Okay, this is when the plan is hatched, where they're like, All right, we're gonna let her we're gonna and we're Kathy's gonna, we're gonna do it. Because Lena runs off going, Oh shit, what are we gonna do? And they're like, It's all right. And she's like, Kathy's going to sing for me. They're gonna, we're going to put her – and Cosmo's like, we're going to put her behind this curtain. Yeah. Because Lena's kind of said, this will be what happens forever. She's she's not going to have her own career. She's going to be yep. my voice yep. forever. And so she's fairly upset. Yeah. Kathy, which and Kathy's is, like, I'm know. not doing that. Get get bent. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> and she's like, well, you've got a contract, so suck it, Kathy. Yes. So they force Kathy to, to sing behind the curtain. She – does it. Even though she's really upset, she gives a great performance. Yeah, she sings Singing in the Rain. Lena is giving it her all out the front. Mm. Um, then while she's singing, Cosmo kind of pushes Kathy aside and starts singing and the curtain – I think the curtain's already up, isn't it? And you can yeah, see Kathy singing, the, the, but then the Cosmo's up. like, oh, I'm going to take it to the next level. Because RF Don and Cosmo raise the curtain so that the audience can see that Kathy's actually yes. singing. And then – Cosmo comes out because they hadn't included Kathy in this plan though. Kathy yeah, is gets, quite upset by this yeah. whole thing. But then Don comes out and is like, that's Kathy Selden. She's stop the that, voice. Somebody stop that lady or that girl. He she's calls the, her. She's the voice. She's great. He may also profess his love. He does. Stage. He goes, I'm going to marry that woman or something like that happens. No sign that he's had this conversation with her beforehand, but because Kathy and Don, I think both love the drama well, they're actors. Yeah, they both love the drama. She's into it. And then the movie finishes on them having a kiss in front of their billboard for their new movie where they're starring together called cool. Singing, Singing in, in the, the Rain. Rain. Da, 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 da. The, end. the end. Moses supposes his poses are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. A Moses is a Mose. A rose is a rose. A toes is a toes. Hoopty doody doodle. It's look. There are a lot of problems, mm. but I don't care. <laughs> Mostly, is that's my that's my feeling at the end of this. Like the age gap and the power imbalances are problems. The way they treat Lena is a problem. Mm-hmm. Don't care. It's a really good movie. Yeah, still very beautiful. Yeah, love it. Great numbers. Great musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the dream ballet that doesn't make sense, the whole weird montage. The weird montage that like there's make a lot sense. that's weird about it too. Yeah. Don't care. Holds together beautifully. I love it. Yeah, it's very entertaining. It is very entertaining. How, as bonkers some parts are, it's yeah. it's still very very entertaining. And a huge part of it comes down to th- these performances are excellent. Mm-hmm. That the dancing is spectacular. Mm-hmm. The singing is 
as good as it needs to be. Like the, mm-hmm. Gene Kelly's, his range is not amazing, but who cares? He can sing and he can yeah. dance. Yeah. You believe, even though you, you believe that Don and Kathy fall in love pretty quickly and adore each other. Like you mm-hmm. believe it. Yeah. You sort of assume that, I don't know, is Cosmo their gay boyfriend who moves in with them after they're married? Probably. Oh, maybe. I hadn't I thought know. of that. I bet you there's a lot of fan fiction out there, though, that deals with oh. that. Yeah. Guys, if you can find any good, like, polyamory singing in the rain <laughs> fan fiction, hit me up. You watched what? There's a contacts page. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I think I gave you all of my um, fun facts throughout. There was I some don't good think fun facts, um, I've got anything else. I didn't know any of those. I mean, you've Coconut Grove, the whole <laughs> Fred Astaire connection, mm-hmm. Debbie Reynolds. Oh, okay. So I have a couple of Denny Rebels facts and maybe a Denny, Debbie Reynolds fiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true because I think I read it on a gossip site and I couldn't find it when I went back oh, to well, look for it later. definitely true then. But I hope it's true because it delighted me. Just Because Debbie Reynolds did a lot of work um, saving props and costumes oh, I from think I've heard that classic too. Hollywood era. Like this part is definitely true. Yeah, They were trying to start a museum at some point, but she bought a lot of – and. and Basically, she kind of made that industry of people saving that memorabilia and it becoming valuable. Yeah. And things like I think she might have purchased and saved the last pair of ruby slippers from. Wow. Okay. She was significant in that. Yeah. In in Hollywood memorabilia actually being Mm -hmm. valued. Because that, like, costumes get reused over and over and over again and they get lost and they get broken down for parts. Yeah. Like, that's normal. But someone at a conference or something came up, they had a, a copy of the Singing in the Rain script and they wanted Debbie to sign it. Mm-hmm. And she did. And then she was like, hey, I can forge Gene's signature. He was dead at this point. I've, I can forge Gene's signature. Do you want me to sign it for him too? <laughs> and I hope that's true because it just gives you a sense of Debbie as this um, Hollywood legend. Yeah. She's in delight. I hope that's true. I hope it's true. I love that. He's, he's, I've remembered another fun fact. She, because she was still living with her parents at the time of filming. That's how young. Oh, oh she was 19. Yeah. And she's, so even though she'd done acting jobs before, yeah. she would catch the train into work every day. And then some days, because they were so long and grueling, because she was learning to dance under a tyrant, yeah. um, she would sleep like, on a sta- sound stage oh kind of goodness. thing, so she didn't have to go home and then get up and come. Like put her up at a hotel. This guys. is some Kathy Selden realness, though. Like she was living that life. Yeah, she was working her ass off oh to goodness. get to it, get up there. Look, I think it is worth it. That film is it, it's an all time classic. It's wonderful. She's she is great in it. She is luminous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She she's very good. Yeah. So this is a bit scary to say. We're coming up to Christmas. I am already in the Christmas spirit, Amy. Uh, well, I I was feeling a bit low the other day and I was like, mm, do I set my tree up to make me feel better? But then I'm like, you've got a kitten. Hold off as long <laughs> as you can. Yes. Because <laughs> that's going to – let's just – He's enough. you've only had him a week. It's enough work at the moment. I had – my first Christmas tree when I – my, you know, now extremely adult cat, like mm-hmm. old man cat. But my Christmas tree wasn't a full-size one. It was just one of those kind of – Yeah, a little mid one, yeah. Yeah, and he was, yeah, like eight or nine months old, but basically fully grown. Mm. And he would climb it 
and he then couldn't handle his weight and it would tip over. <laughs> so I have these really cute photos of him under the Christmas tree. Like a gargoyle. He looks yes. a bit like a gargoyle. He does so look like a gargoyle. be like a gargoyle in your Christmas yeah. tree. And tipping it over and, and <laughs> you know, you'd hear this crash and then there'd just be a cat running away from this smashed tree. Yeah. He got, he's better behaved now that he's older. Kind of. Kind of. Do cats ever grow out of being badly behaved? Not not really. No. They're not like dogs. So, Kate, you get to do our first Christmas pick. I do. And look, I What I are we going to be watching? In the Christmas spirit. And I've picked a movie which is, it's set at Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. What? It's not what you're thinking. What are you thinking? Well, there's two, the first thought for me was um, I can't think of the name because I keep just going Top Gun in my head. It's not <laughs> Top Gun. It's sorry, it's, I peaked there. Uh, you're thinking that I'm going to pick Bruce Die Hard. Willis, Die Hard. I'm not. Pick, no, I'm I, not picking Die Hard. I feel a little six year old may have um, let it slip. <gasps> I knew not to tell your children <laughs> a secret. I told you but I forgot. I, I literally had forgotten until right this moment, like right until you said, "What do you think it is?" And I then said, I girls, remember. can you keep a secret? The answer obviously is no. Well, two can six. Six is a little bit young to See, be asking secrets. I thought eight and was going to be, be the fair, weak point. And to be fair, they get told that they're not allowed to keep secrets from me. Oh, uh, that's also <laughs> when I told them. <laughs> that's a child safety thing, Kate. <laughs> that is a child safety thing. When I told them, I mean, it's it's very much a secret that I'm well, not the, upset. the bigger two would understand upset. that that's okay. It's not a child safety issue. Yeah. The, guess what movie I'm going to pick for our Christmas movie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that they told you we're going to watch Gremlins. Yeah. Yes. I'm super glad I'd forgotten right until this moment. That's though. good though. <laughs> See, it's all good. It's a Christmas movie. It's a spooky movie. It's basically child appropriate mm. i haven't seen it in a long time but i did see it as a like as a kid and then as an adult yeah and i felt it held up i felt okay it was really good. okay so i'm excited to i watch only it again. ever saw it as a kid at our mm. nan i know we keep bringing up our nan hi nan she if you're listening you showed us a lot of great movies there was movies. another movie that i remembered the other day that she took us to i was like oh we watched that with oh. nan too and we didn't mention it last time but anyway I remember watching it at Nan's house. I remember watching Leprechaun at Nan's house. Oh, okay. I, I didn't feel like see that was Uncle Leprechaun. John, though. Yeah, Hi, well, I, I kind of think that the Gremlins was probably, probably Uncle John. Yeah. But they I remember only a lot seeing of good movies. It that once and um, being a bit traumatised. My husband's <laughs> the same. And he's like, I watched it once and was like, no, we're not. Because my kids have been asking hard the last yeah. couple of months to watch the Gremlins. Well, should we? Watch it as a family. I think we should. I think we should. And then we record straight away. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah, let's do that. Because they're dying to see the gremlins. Yeah, yeah awesome. Gremlins! Woo! Yeah, that's going to be fun. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, you can find us online at youwatchwhat.net. Uh, we're on Insta, you watched what. We're on TikTok. Uh, email us at youwatchwhat.net podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you like rate and subscribe this helps us get found by new listeners so Mm -hmm. please recommend us if you're enjoying recommend us to your friends pop us on your socials but like rate and subscribe on whatever podcast service you're using Mm -hmm. it'll really help us out we'd really appreciate it thanks join us for the first of our christmas choices (laughs) gremlins bye everyone bye